understand that you guys didn't sleep last night. Is that correct? Yeah. Who slept last night? Okay. Who didn't sleep last night? Don't admit it. Okay. Okay. Right. So this week's parsha is a story. That if you think about the story, it sounds strange. Okay. Now before we start, I want to know how many of you guys are into animals. Animals, animal lovers. Okay, okay, my animal lovers. How much does a sheep drink? How much water does a sheep drink in an, av- an average day? Okay, anybody take a shot? An a-, a sheep? How much does a sheep drink in an average day? Ten gallons. Ten gallons. Okay. Twenty gallons. Okay. Five gallons. Three gallons. Seven gallons. What? Five. five. We, already, we already heard five. Okay. Okay. An average. Seventeen. An average sheep drinks one gallon of water in a day. One gallon of water a day for an average sheep. Let's say it's a sheep which is a mother and it's nursing its child. Two gallons of water a day. Okay. How much does an average cow drink in a day? Okay. Let's go for it. Two gallons. Two gallons. Let's Who says two? Who says three? Okay. Who says four? Okay. Who says five? Okay. It's around five, four to five gallons of water a day. Okay. How much does a donkey drink in a day? I don't know. Okay. I so said whatever you, whatever you guess is right. Now, next question is how many donkeys left with left left Mitzrayim with Klayasro when they left Mitzrayim? Okay, so that's a good number to start with because I'll say that every family of the 600,000 families had 90 donkeys. 90 donkeys. Okay, so who, mathematicians here, who's the mathematician? Okay, 90 times 600,000 equals? 6 million. 5 million, right? 5,400,000. So there's 5,400,000. Donkeys. Let's assume a donkey drinks two gallons of water a day. That's how many gallons of water for the donkeys? Um, Nine million. Five point four times two equals ten million eight hundred. Okay, let's let's call it eleven million gallons. So the donkeys alone consumed eleven million gallons of water a day. How many Jews were there in the desert with Moshe Rabbeinu? The six hundred thousand men from the ages of twenty to sixty. There was probably six hundred thousand women. From the ages of 20 to 60. So that's how many? 1.2 million. Right, 1,200,000. Okay, now there was children under the age of 20. There were men and women above the age of 60. So let's, and then there was the Erev Rav. So let's say 2.5, 3 million. How much does an average person drink per day? Right? What? Between a half a gallon and a gallon of water. So let's say that the Jews consumed about two million water, gallons of water per day. So we have we have eleven million gallons for the donkeys, right? We have two million for the Jews. That's how many? Thirteen million. We still haven't touched, spoke about the sheep, the goats, and the cows. We don't know how many they had. But we know Mikna Rav. There was a lot of Mikna for Bnei Gorei Ruvay. Everybody else had less. We don't know how, how much everybody had. But they had a lot of cows. So let's say the average day in the midbor. let's get, take a guess. How much water was consumed in the average day in the midbor? 20 
20 million, 25 million gallons of water. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, the water stops. What would you guys do? Right? You're in the midboard. Right? There's this well which is putting out 25 million gallons of water every day. Is that a lot of water? Okay. It's a lot, a lot of water? A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of water? Yes. Good. Okay. Right? So now, all of a sudden, it stops. Would you be nervous? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. I'd be very nervous also, right? We'd all be nervous, right? I mean, you, got, you can't live without water. Yourself, your wife, your kids, your Zeta, your Bubby, right? Your Tantas. What's going to be, right? And, you know, you've, been, you've become very fond of that donkey over there, right? You know. It's carrying all your money. Right? So you're very fond of that donkey, and you have 90 of them, right? You know, you're worried about that. Okay. So you go to Mosh Rabbeinu and you complain. You ask. Okay, you should. Right? And Mosh Rabbeinu goes over to Iraq. Now, you're in the midbore. Is there water in the midbore? No. Is there water underneath the midbore? No. Maybe. Is there enough water underneath the midbore that's going to be putting out 25 million gallons of water a day? No. No. Okay, probably not. Okay. He goes over to this rock and he hits the rock twice. And out comes 25 billion gallons of water today, tomorrow, the next day. So what are you going to say? Ah, probably the water was there the whole time, right? What are you going to say, right? What are you going to say? Yeah. Who's going to say the water was there the whole time? Not me because Who's going to say it's an ace? Right? How big an ace? Small one? Big one? Very big one? Small, small nace. Let's hear it. Small nace. Who says small nace? Medium-sized nace. Big nace. Very big nace. Okay. Right? So Moshe tells Moshe, don't hit the rock. Speak to the rock. And he didn't speak to the rock. He hit the rock. He said, ah, you made the nace too small. Really? Really? Okay, we're all there in the midboard, right? Right? Let's play. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm Mosher Ben, right? And this is this is the rock, right? You guys say water. Let's go here. Let me hear louder, louder. Water. water. Okay. And I, 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 just, I say rock. Listen, here's the deal, rock. We're gonna put out a lot of water. We're gonna fill this room with water in three seconds. Everybody else run out immediately. It's gonna drown. You nervous? You ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Ready? One, two. Bam. Nothing happened. A little bit of water comes out. Second time, guys, run for the exit. You're going to get drowned. And he says, wow, what are you going to say? Nice. Hashem cares about us. Hashem loves us. Hashem's there for us. Hashem took care of us. Wow, we're saved. But he didn't speak to the rock. You should have. Why did he hit the rock? So what is the complaint against Moshe Rabbeinu that he didn't speak to the rock, he only hit the rock. So actually, the nace wasn't big enough. So that's my problem. That's the question I'm going to try and answer today. So I see some people want to give, suggest an answer. I'll make you a deal. I'm going to say my answer first, and then you can say yours afterwards. Is that okay? Okay, everybody, everybody okay with that? Yeah. Okay, you guys still awake? No, okay, I can see. A long night, yeah. Okay, so let me ask you a question. We're sitting in the midbore, right? You haven't had water for two days. You are thirsty. thirsty. And it's, you're, you're very worn out. It's hot. You're very worn out. 
tired. And you get water. What emotions are you going to think? First emotion you're going to think is? Water, 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 water. Water, water, water. Hashem, water. Right? Second emotion is? Thank you to Hashem. Right? Third emotion. Yeah, that's, that's shoes. Anyway, okay. Right. Third emotion I think that we, would, we should think of is like, when Hashem makes a nace for us, what's the message? That he, he loves us. He cares about us. He's interested in us. Right? So part of the purpose of this nace was to make Christ understand that Hashem loves us. Hashem loves you. Hashem loves you. Right? Hashem loves you. Hashem loves every human being, but he loves every member of Christ. So he loves you. Yes. And he loves you. Yes. Right? Each person would walk away. Hashem took care of me. When I want to say a message of love, and I can say the message of love in a very gentle way, and I say the message of love through a half to do something a little more violent, which one's stronger? Which one's stronger? A message of love. A message of love. Done in a very gentle way. This is, and a message of love done in a violent way. Which one's stronger? Gentle. That's the complaint against Moshe Rabbeinu. You could have increased the message of how much Hashem loves Kal Yisrael. And you didn't. You should have believed in the power of Hashem's love to Kal Yisrael that, it, that it's obvious that the best way to get water is just to speak to the rock. Hashem loves Kal Yisrael so much. You don't have to hit the rock and pull it out. You have to pull out the water. It'll just come out. It'll gush forth on its own, because Hashem loves Klai Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu should have believed in that love so much he wasn't, that he could just walk over to the rack and speak to the rack, and now will come 25 million gallons of water. That's how much Hashem loves Klai Yisrael. That was what Moshe Rabbeinu did not believe. He did not believe in Hashem's love of Klai Yisrael all the way to that degree that he could do that. He felt he had to do an action to make it happen. He had to pull the water out. He had to pull the water out. There's something lacking in Hashem's the message to Klai Yisrael, how much Hashem loves Klai Yisrael. The wanted to say a message to Klai Yisrael, I care about you so much that I'll give water without even doing anything. That, I think, is, is the Taina and Moshe Rabbeinu. So next time you're walking through a midborn, and you happen to see all of a sudden 25 million gallons of water burst forth. First thing you should do is run, because you shouldn't get drowned. Okay. Second thing you should do is say, Wow, Hashem sent me water. And the third thing is that I'm taking care of. And the third thing is that Hashem loves me enough to produce that water for me. Now, you weren't there. Were you there? No. But our, our fathers were there. And they knew that message. And they gave the message over to us. And the message over to us is Hashem loves Klai I want to leave you with one more thought. And this is an interesting halachic thought. Okay. Everybody understand what we said? So the main message of this week's parsha is Hashem loves Klai Good. You know there's halacha. If you sit down to eat a meal and you own a dog. And you have not fed your dog yet that day. 
What's the lacha? You have to feed them before. You have to feed the animal, your animal before you eat. Do you have to give your animal to drink water before you drink? Okay, you understand the question. If you, if you have to feed your animal before you eat, how do you know that you have to feed your animal before you eat? It's in, it's in Kriya Shema. How do you know that the Torah says that you have to feed your animals first? It's a Pasuk in Kriya Shema, in the second paragraph. And it starts with the word of Nasati. Asev, Besodacha, Levem Techa, Vilkal. To translate the Pasuk, please. The Bresham says. I will put I will put grass in the fields for your animals, and then you will eat. That's what the pasuk says, right? Yeah. So the pasuk says, "What's the order? Hashem will take care of the animals, and then, and then you. What about drinking? So I don't know how much you, how many of you have looked over the parsha yet? But what's the law? You can drink before your animals. You, have to, you don't have to give your animals a drink first. How do you know? So it didn't say. Good answer. So there's two answers. How you know? Yes. Um, it says. Bye. It says in the pasuk that it says to Bnei Israel and then their animals. It says the Rishon he will give water to the Ada, Uvi Iram to the Ada to the Kahila to the Jews, Uvi Iram and their animals. It mentions the people first. That's not the source that the Magen of Rum brings. Okay, Part, the story of, of Eliezer and Rivka. So, yes, you want to... You want to the Morgan Ram does not bring this source. He brings the source of Eliezer and Rivka. So Eliezer comes to... Parshish Kaisar comes to Aram, and he meets Rivka. And she says, I'm going to give you to... And I will also give your animals. What did she say? I'm going to give... You and you're also your animals. So it says over there that the people went first. That's the source that it brings. But in this week's parsha, there's another source. So the Yad Ephraim asks this question. The Yad Ephraim says, when Hashem makes a nase and produces water, he doesn't make nisim for animals. He makes nisim for human beings. So nisim, of course, the Jews, the, the person goes first because the nase is because of him. That's what you can't prove it from this week's parsha. But the story of Eliezer and the Gamalim, that's the source. Okay, so we learned, we learned two things today. Hashem loves you, right? Uncle Sam wants you, right? Hashem loves you. That's number one. Number two, when Hashem makes a nace, he makes nisim for Klai Yisrael. He makes, doesn't make nisim for animals. He makes nisim for Klai Yisrael. And therefore, that's why the Jews had a right to drink the water first. How do we know you have the right to drink the water first? Not from this week's parsha, from the story of Eliezer and Rivka. So when it comes to drinking, which is very important, a person can't live without drinking. He can live. He, a person can live a few weeks without eating. Can't live very long without drinking. Human beings go first. Okay, that's my two messages I wanted to share with you, and I think we have a question over here, Joey. But in the, before you said that uh, Rashi says that the nace wasn't big enough, and but he, then then is. Then it says that um, the reason why it wasn't big enough is because they would have learned a greater they would have learned a greater lesson. The lesson was that a rock that that doesn't have to that doesn't rely on Hashem it also listens. So the so B'nai Israel who fully who are fully relying on Hashem at this point should should follow what, whatever they're supposed to do. So 
Rashi. Right. I'm not saying Rashi. You're correct. I'm not. I'm not saying Rashi. I'm saying a little bit different than Rashi. What? I'm saying a little bit different than Rashi. <laughs> I, I realize that. Okay. Good. If you're, if, if you're just you're just using the first part as a question, the answer is then, but then the answer in the Rashi. Correct. I'm not answering Rashi. Right. That, I could tell you what I think Rashi means, but I'm, I'm, for now, I want to say this is not like Rashi. Yes. Yes, sir. So why? That's a good question. Why? So the question is, why was, do we have to feed our animals first? We, we're allowed to take water for ourselves before the animals. Why is that? So the simplest answer is because Hashem said so. Okay. But the Yad Ephraim says, you know why you feed the, the animals first? Okay. Um, Rabbi Freeman, how much time do we have? Have all day. Okay. Okay. Rebusai, get 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 relaxed. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So there's a Gemara in Tamid, Masechtas Tamid. Who are, who heard of Masechtas Tamid? Okay. Few of you heard Masechtas Tamid. If you did, if you did your chendas, uh, you memorized all of the Masechtas and Shas. So one of them is Masechtas Tamid. So the Gemara says a story with Alexander Mukton, Alexander the Great. He's always traveling. He comes to a country, and he's greets the king, and I'm not going to get in the whole story, he greets the king, and the king invites him to sit, join him for a court case. The king is going to decide a case, and he invites Alexander the Great to join and watch the case. The case comes in, there's two people arguing about a field. We'll call them John and Jake. John and Jake. Okay. So John says, you know, I bought this field from Jake and I was working in the field and I found a beautiful gem. I didn't pay for the gem. I want to give it back to Jake. That's John's argument. I want to give back the beautiful diamonds to Jake. And Jake says, I sold the whole field, including the diamond. I can't take it back. It belongs to John. So Jake, John is saying, give it to Jake. And Jake can say, give it to John. Do you like that that fight? Yeah. It's a beautiful fight, right? Yeah, I know. So what does so the king So they go back and forth. The king says, you know, I have an idea. He says, John, do you have a daughter? He says, yeah. Jake, do you have a son? He says, yeah. Why don't the two of them marry and we'll give them the diamond as a present? So that's what they did. So he looks at Alexander. Alexander's looking with us like with this really strange look in his face. All right? Now, these, remember, he was from Greece and they weren't necessarily the nicest people. You remember, like we had the story of Hanukkah was with the Greeks, right? So he's looking at the king, and the king is saying, "You didn't like my decision. That was a great decision. I mean, like it's, you know, it's a great way to deal with the problem. Like, what's wrong?" He says, "What would you have done back in Greece?" He says very simply, "I would have killed John. I would have killed Jake, and I would have taken the diamond for myself." <laughs> so now it's the king's turn to look at Alexander. Like, you know, that's strange, right? He looks at him like. He says, Alexander, what are you looking at? He says, um, tell me, does the sun shine where you come from? He says, yeah. Alexander, does, the, does it rain? And produce, like, the, does th- things grow where you came from? He says, yeah. 
says, are there animals where you came from? He says, yeah. Ah, and I understand. So I says, what do you understand? He says, if that's how you judge, there's no way that the human beings would deserve the sun or the, or the rain. It must be that the sun and the rain is coming in the exclusive of the animals. If that's how you deal with things. So that's the Adafrayim. The reason why we give the animals to, get to, to eat first because we're afraid that maybe the reason why there's food, my friends, is not in our sluice. It's because of the animals. That's why the animals go first. That's the Adafrayim says. When it comes to water, coming the ability to drink, Hashem will not allow us to die. See, even if we don't deserve it, Hashem's going to give us water to drink. That's the answer, what the Adafrayim says, why we get to drink first, but they have to eat first. How, how, is that, how is that like for an uplifting message? Like, very good. Maybe the reason why you, you're all able to live is because of the animals, right? right. But, okay. Yes. Ah, so that's, the Adafrayim says, you know why they didn't bring the proof from the, over here? Because when it comes to Nisim, Nisim belonged to, to human beings. So it would come out according to him that in the midboard they ate the man first and the animals ate the leftovers. Okay, one more question, then we're going to finish. That's how we know that the... Yeah, um, but um, he asked for it, not for his animals, so it means everybody can Give me your name. It just says it normal. Give me your name. Michal. Michal. What's your last name? Shields. Michal asked a great question over here. He says, Eliezer asked for water here. So, of course she offered him first. She says, listen, Eliezer, like, excuse me, don't you know the halacha? Like, you know, the animals go first. So first of all, I'm going to take care of animals, and I'm going to take care of you. Like, she's not going to say that. She has Derek Harris. Oh, yes, there's a big, big Tamakachim. She's a little girl. She says, he has some water. I'll give him water. She says, by the way, I'll also give your animals water. So what's the proof? So, Michal, you're very smart. Can you think of a reason why we could still prove it from that parsha? Not from Rivka, but from Eliezer. Why did Eliezer ask for water first? If he doesn't have a right to get water first. So the, the rye is not from Rivka. The rye is from Eliezer, that he asked for the water first. That's a great question. Somebody else asked him the same question. Um, uh, I mentioned this, this, this idea to somebody yesterday. He gave me, asked me the exact same question. And I said, I think the, the proof is actually from Eliezer, not from Rivka. I think you're right. Okay, Rabbi Sai, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos.